Hey guys, it's your girl Jodi Ann, also known as I Go By Joe, and this is The E Project. Let's start the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. It's your host Jodi Ann, of course. I'm here with another amazing entrepreneur. His name is Sean Mango. He is the co-owner of Body By Chosen Gym here in Toronto. Welcome, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you here. Sean actually didn't submit himself, but um, one of his people on his team actually submitted for him, Devika. And when I read the submission right away, I was blown away by how much he's accomplished at, at his age and also what he's been through. So Sean actually was diagnosed with throat cancer a few years ago in his early 20s. And instead of stopping his life and his goals, in the midst of this severe illness, he decided to turn his bad situation into an opportunity to help others, which is opening this gym. So his brand has started 2009. That's when he started the brand Body yes. by Chosen. And then you opened the gym officially in 2014. So thank Correct. you again for coming. <laughs> thank <laughs> really, you for having me again. Really appreciate it. So please let us know in your own words your story of just where you've been, where you come from, and how all of this came to fruition. Okay, well, where would I start? I would just say, well, I guess for my story first, it um, that started before Body by Chosen actually started. So I was diagnosed in 2018. I'm sorry, 2008, sorry, I apologize. And I did the whole chemo thing. I was in the hospital for a while. My tumor was actually in my, uh, in my chest, around my heart, and I had lymph nodes in my neck. So that's where I kind of realized when I was something was going on with my body. From that from that experience, I guess it took me to wanting to to help people just be more health conscious. I've always been a healthy person. Like I was, I played basketball my whole life, so I was always in shape and fit, but I didn't really know what being healthy, what being healthy really meant. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you run up and down, you think, because you got a little bit of muscles, you have a little bit of abs, you think you're healthy, but mm. you don't know what you're, what, actually you're putting inside your body might not be what beneficial for you or or yeah basically beneficial for you or just basically how how you're living mm. so when we when my partner Dwayne delves he actually he's the one who came up with the idea for body by chosen and i came along a little bit after he started it and then we just kind of rock with it from then started again in 2009 so it was basically after i'd finished my chemo and i was doing i was going through remission he actually brought me to the gym and started i started working out with him and then from there, we started getting clients and just picking up clients, and then we just felt like, okay, we can kind of, we can kind of make this, make this a thing. I mean, it started small with thinking, okay, I just want to have like four or five clients myself, and then move on. And then from then, it was like, okay, you know what? A lot of people started, started like getting into the movement. This is like in 2009, there wasn't, like, fitness wasn't how it is now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? On Instagram now, every, every, everybody and their mothers are personal trainer or thinks they know this or know that. Back in 2009, it was. It was just kind of us, so we didn't really have any not not that it was competition, but it was just kind of we we're kind of creating our own lane. So we kind of it was I mean there was a lot of a lot of curves, a lot of bumps, but eventually we got to where we are now. People like a lot of people like to say they started from the bottom. Like we definitely started from the bottom. Like we started training people from our friend's basement. We um, parks basically any our motto was if we have. Uh, 10 by 10 radius, we could train you. So we'll, we started with doing a lot of boxing, kickboxing, and then we switched to calisthenics. Basically, calisthenics is um, it's body weight movement, so basically any any body weight movement, and then we kind of just crafted it after that. So we a non-expensive way to work out. 
So people always felt for a long time. People a lot of people felt they had to have this weight, this squat rack, this and that to to get an efficient workout. But our whole model was just come see us and we can make it happen. We can help you see your results. Okay, awesome. Wow, that thank you for that. Um, I and I do agree with you when you say how much fitness has changed, and a lot of people do say that they are a trainer yeah. when maybe they've watched a few YouTube videos and watched a few you know workouts and done a few things, and they're like, yeah, I'm a trainer, I can train you. And I think it's really important for people to understand that training is something to be taken very seriously 100%. and just like even if you're doing your yoga instructor or pilates or anything a doctor whatever it is you need to be yeah. trained accordingly and you need to get all of the you know whatever it is that comes with that with, with training a sort of certifications basically what i'm trying to say thank you for bringing that up because instagram can definitely fool you in terms of someone posing as a trainer yeah. um, just by watching maybe a Shanti video and they're like, hey, we're going to do this today. 100%. So, and I'm sure there's a process of learning how to train everyone individually. Not everyone has the same, how do you say it? Like you don't train everyone the same, the same basically. Because exactly. yeah. you kind of do, I'm sure, an assessment and all that kind of stuff. Assessments and then people have different programs and people like tall people, short people, bigger people, like they all have to have their own design, unique workout. Like, everyone can't do the same exact thing. And exactly. that's what, I mean, if you look on Instagram, people would be like, okay, I'm selling you this program, but this program might work for your friend, but now might not work for any, might not work for you. So mm. it's, it's important people to understand that as well with the whole training. And that's why uh, some people would be like, oh, it's expensive, but it's like, okay, but this is your body. This is what you live in. This is, this is what you have on this earth is your body. So yeah, it might be a little expensive, but like anything you pay for quality, if you want any Tom, Dick, and Harry trainer to train you. They can pay 40 bucks or 50 bucks for a training. But if you want someone that's specialized, put in the work, done done the schooling, done the the certifications, have the, put in the hours to learn themselves, you know what I'm saying, then obviously you're going to pay more for that. It's just like any other job. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And I think it's good for people. Like, people need to know that. Yeah. So I kind of want to dial back a little bit because um, you did kind of do your intro in terms of, like, why you started this. So I kind of want to go back to the time when you were going through that hard time, mm-hmm. like dealing with the cancer and everything and, of, of course, the recovery after that. So what was that like when you first found out, when you were first diagnosed? What okay. was that like for you? Uh, when I was first diagnosed, like, the actual diagnosed, I mean, I wasn't, Actually, I'll start back. For, so first, when I was, when they found out that, um, when I found out I had to go to the hospital, like, they had told me that it might be cancerous. So I kind of, but I kind of kept it to myself because I was with my mom at that time, and I didn't want to tell her I might have cancer. So it's like, yeah, I just have to go to the, I just have to go to the hospital. Okay. So they, we did, they ran tests for like two or three weeks because they didn't know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So I was in the hospital for two or three weeks before I was actually diagnosed. But when I was diagnosed, I mean, they said it was benign, so they said it wasn't like, Technically, I was going to be okay. okay. But again, it's cancer, so you don't really know. Okay. So my, my whole, th- I honestly, I was, I think I was as positive as I, as you could be in that situation. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I didn't want, again, like, I didn't want people around me to feel sorry. I hate people feeling sorry for me. Mm-hmm. So I would, my, my whole mentality was when people are around me, I'm going to seem as much as normal Sean as I can. So, like, if you ask, like, my aunts or my uncles or my cousins who are around with me, they, they tell you for the mo- for the majority of the times, like, my spirit was high for the for the whole time going through most mm. of it. Where does that come from? Because, I mean, ha- going through that, of course, I'm sure it was hard. Mm-hmm. But where do you get that strength in terms of, like, 
or even that pride of not wanting people to f- feel sorry for you in this circumstance. Because, you know, when you're like, if you know when, say, your times where you're not making that much money, it's yeah. like you don't want to ask for, you know, you don't yeah. want to ask for a handout, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but something like this is obviously a lot more serious than yeah. money, of course. This is your life. So where do you think that comes from just your strength and maybe a little bit of pride in a sense mm-hmm. of not wanting people to sort of feel sorry for you in this circumstance? Because not that it's wrong yeah. or anything, because, of course, you want to, you and Chris, you, you probably want to be strong for yeah. your family as well. Exactly. Um, not have them worry about you as much. Yeah. But where does that, I shouldn't say even pride, where does that strength come from? Um, I just think it's, I think it's just how I was, how I was built. Like, my whole family is like, my, ho- my whole family is females. Like, my, from cousins to aunts, like, it's just females everywhere. So I was always, like, the guy. Okay. to be there so I always had to be not necessarily because they're again they're very strong women but I, I always felt like I always had to show like show a strong face mm. and I feel like it was it's just my my mentality I don't and again it comes to my mom like I didn't I didn't want to see her you know what I'm saying feel even more than she already feels you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. her son's already there and dealing with chemo I don't want her to see me feeling bad and looking sad like it's already enough on her shoulder so it's like as much as I can. And plus, like, I don't know, my, my mentality always is just I can get through it regardless. Like, I don't think anything could stop me. So I just felt like, okay, I'm going to get through this and we'll figure it out. Okay. And do you find going through this situation at that time, it as strong as you already are, because you sound like a very strong person, do you find that it made you even stronger and showed you what you can overcome when you put your mind to it? I think it more, more than that, I think it showed me more appreciation for... um just for small, small minor things. Like mm. I had a, again, so I had a tumor in my, in my, it was around my heart. So it was, they said it was the size of a softball. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't take deep breaths. So mm. like now, like randomly, I'll just, like, I'll just take deep breaths. So like just, I think it just gives me more of an appreciation of, of the smaller things in life and just being able to go lift weights and being able to do this and being able to, to breathe, you know what I'm saying? Because I had, again, I had a big oxygen tank, like a big submarine oxygen tank beside my hospital bed because they're afraid, like, I was gonna, I was gonna just stop breathing. So, wow. it was just things like that. Just showed me more, more of an appreciation for life and just living, living every day to kind of, kind of to the fullest without kind of regrets, but like, just, just kind of just trying to stay, staying positive because like it can always be, it can always be worse than, than what you're dealing with right now. Of course, of course. So, was there ever a time? when like throughout your sorry throughout your recovery did you ever feel like okay if this is it i want to do i want to accomplish this i'm not going to let this stop me from doing abc did you have like i say almost a bucket list of like you know what i want to do this just in case to be honest i never had a i never had a feeling like this was it okay i just had a feeling of when this is over like when this is over, I'm gonna do this. When I'm over, I'm just gonna do that. When I was, when I was diagnosed, I was actually like, I was training my hardest for mm-hmm. basketball again because I wanted to. I wanted to go overseas and play basketball overseas. Okay. So I was at this time. I was. I was. I think I. I just was gonna go back to Durham College for one more year, and then my plan was play one more year of that, and then get an agent and try to go over overseas play ball overseas. So I was training really hard for that, and the only thing I remember after doing my um. I think it was after my first, like after I came home and I did my first dose of chemo before when I came home, I, right after I did the chemo, I was like, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna play basketball, see what I can do. 
Wow. And like I tried and like I, I, t- <laughs> I tried to do a layup and like I got literally like a centimeter off the ground and like my knees like buckled. I was like, okay, maybe this is, maybe I got to relax a little bit. But that was, that was really it. I was just thinking like kind of when this is done, I'm going to do this. When this is done, I'm going to do that. It wasn't, I never really had a feeling like this is when, if this is it, I have to get this done before this. Like I never, that's not my mentality ever. Mm, it's just like, okay, when I, when I get over this hurdle, yeah. what's next? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so even with your recovery now, obviously you're you're cured now yeah. with everything. What was that day for when the when the doctor told you the chemo worked and you're clear? Well, how I actually stopped doing chemo. So my doctor had said the the day be- the not the day before the, I think the week before my doctor had said the t- the tumor was gone, but my rounds of chemo weren't finished. Okay. But like I was getting really really small. I was like maybe 120, 125 pounds. So I was like, the chemo, because chemo just kind of just destroys kind of everything, right? So okay. all your muscles gone, all just, just... Everything. Everything's just gone. Okay. So they wanted, they actually wanted me to continue doing more chemo, more rounds until I finished the actual set schedule they had for me. Okay. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing no more. And they're like, you have to do more. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> like, if I, if I continue this, I'm not, I feel like I'm not going to survive. So I'm like, you said the tumor's gone, I'm out. So I kind of just... After that, I kind of went the natural route, so I got a, in touch with a couple of naturopath doctors. Okay. I went to see them. They showed me a couple of, they told me a couple of things about my body, how my body reacts to certain things, and then just told me to switch up my diet a little bit to try to to get the, all the chemo out of my body because when the chemo's like the chemo stays in your body for a while, and you have to you have to detox that out because that stuff is just right now they've actually made a lot of more because I've I've been in touch with um, Lymphoma Canada. Okay. And they've actually made a lot of strides in their chemo things they give people but like back then when i was doing it it just destroyed everything like good cells bad cells just everything was just gone so when they said the tumor was gone i was kind of like okay in my head i was like okay i think i can i can finish doing this and then they wanted me to continue but i was like no nah, i'm not i'm not gonna do it no more so it was against the doctor's will so it wasn't like they said okay yeah you're done like no nah, i said kind of, i'm done i'm not gonna do it anymore mm, okay well i mean you're good you're strong. <laughs> I keep saying you're a strong person, but that, like, that's all I can say. You're definitely strong and very kind-hearted as well. And you've done a lot for the community as well. And I think I'm assuming this was a part of kind of catapulting what you've done now with the with the youth yes. and your community. So going through that experience, doing what you do now with the youth, was that a huge push or was that something has always been in you, instilled in you to help the youth in any way that you can in your community? I think um, I think it definitely helped to um, push it maybe forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think um, one thing myself and Dwayne, like my partner, we always said is that we always wanted to give to the youth what we didn't have. Because like a lot of times you're like, man, I wish I knew this. 10 years ago or I wish I knew this five years ago mm-hmm. and like you would have been a lot further in life than that so it's like a lot of times we 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 looked at the youth as kind of a just just as a way to kind of help give back and it was just like it was something that I think everyone just naturally should want to do mm-hmm. and it and then I mean a couple hours of your time is is nothing and like I've well, I mean, we've done we've done a lot like a lot of things like something I look back I'm like I forgot we, we did this and we went to here we're here mm. But it's like I think it, again I think it gave me more more of appreciation that I can am able to do things like that and mm-hmm. give back and tell my story and sometimes my story might touch somebody or someone that someone their their mother might be dealing with the cancer or mm. let them know that there's not there's light at the end of the tunnel it doesn't just because you have something doesn't mean it's the, the be all and end all. Mm, I like that. 
So what are some of the things that you do with the youth that you have done in the past and kind of things that you're planning to do in the future? Well, for like what we've done, we've we've done we've we've helped we've worked at um like boys and girls clubs like where we just kind of do certain programs. So we'll we'll go there once a week and we kind of just do workouts with them. Other work other programs where like a school would call us and they'd be like, okay, we want you to do like uh, specifically talk about bullying, or things like that, or we they want to give a health seminar. Or, like, so it ranges from from all of that to I remember talking at I think it was George Brown about um entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's just there's no there's no area where I feel I can't give a little one-two mm-hmm. input on on something, whether it's health-related, entrepreneurship, or or just life, period. Okay. And has public speaking been something that's always come natural to you? Definitely not. No? <laughs> Def- <laughs> definitely not. I, the thing is, I remember um, there's certain times where, like, because because we're... <laughs> Because when we were first, um, we first started, we were just kind of all it was all it was all males that were part of Body by Chosen, mm-hmm. and we all know males aren't very organized. So <laughs> I remember showing up at events, and I'm like, I'm here early and well on time, and no one else is there, and like the event has to start now. So like I'm in front of 200 people, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just gonna talk. But like I kind of, I think I think that's how I kind of um, I'm really good. I'm really good at adapting to certain things. Like I feel like I can kind of just put me in a room, and I kind of I kind of figure it out. Okay. I'm a very quiet person, so like public speaking was never something I was like I want to do this, but okay. I'll do it if it helps the. Like, I think at one point it was just like okay, whatever helps the brand grow, we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna do it because no one's gonna do it for us, so we gotta mm-hmm. figure it out. Okay, so you've always had that initiative mindset. Yeah. To just kind of do things. If you have to, you have to. You have to do it. Yeah. No one's no one's gonna figure it out for you. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. That's dope. I think that's a really good skill set to have um, as a business owner, even as an entrepreneur, yeah. because you have to know how to think quick on your feet sometimes because yeah. not everything is going to go according to plan. 100%. So did you go to school for business? You said you went to Durham, right? Yeah. Original, so when you first went, did you go for business? Definitely not. No? <laughs> so, I, went, I, went, I went to school for basketball. For basketball. <laughs> what year did you go to Durham? I was there maybe in 2007. Yeah, the year before I went, I got diagnosed. So I think it was 2007. And before that, I was at St. Lawrence in Kingston. Okay. I'll say that's where I know you. I went to Durham College, too. Oh, okay. 2007. Okay. Did you? Actually, I graduated in 2007, but I was there still for a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, but you started in 2007. Yeah, I, did, I only went there for one year. Oh, for, okay. So, um, yeah. I keep saying, we don't even bring this up, guys, because I kept telling you, he looks so familiar, other than all the stalking I did on social media. <laughs> so, and we both live in Durham, so I yeah, thought that so was funny. Definitely, definitely somewhere <laughs> something in Durham. Okay, okay. So, so, if you didn't go to school for business, how the heck did you open a gym? I figured it out. You figured it out? <laughs> <laughs> you just got to figure it out. So, okay, what are some of the things that you you had to figure out and you were just like, I need someone see, else see to the, help me the with thing this? Is, or? I think the thing is is that opening something isn't isn't a problem. Like, mm-hmm. you you apply for a lease, you get the lease, and you have it. The oh, pro- really? The problem, is, the problem is, is, is building a brand. That's what takes the time. That's what the effort is, 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 is put into. Because, like... Right now, I'm not at Body by Chosen. Dwayne's not at Body by Chosen, but there's people training there and people that want to train there because of the brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So anybody could, you could, anybody could open a, a, a gym, but would it be successful? That's that's the problem. Right? Mm. So how did you learn to make it successful? Grinding, and we we stay, we try to stay relevant with everything. Okay. Like if you look at my page right now, if you see the videos there, I didn't go to school for making videos, but I figured it out. Like mm. you just kind of have to figure out and keep adapting, keep adapting, and 
eventually like people will take notice. So are you that, I'm assuming, you're that person that does a Google search until it says no no search results? No, I don't Google search. You don't Google search? No. <laughs> well, you need to do some research to kind of, or, like, because you don't, I'm assuming, you don't figure it out blindly. Like, you've had to do some research to kind of figure out how to do certain things. I kind of just trial and error. I think I trial and error more than anything else. You literally? It's a trial and error? Yeah. So you're, like, just pick up something and just, like, all right, let me see what happens. So you don't like search. I'm, I'm really good. I think I'm I'm really good at observing. So when I see certain mm, things, I kind okay. I kind of pick up on it quickly. Oh, okay. So like I watch like we've been dealing with photographers and videographers for a very long time. So I pick up on how they move and how things they do, and I'm like, okay, that's not that hard. I think I could do it, and I kind of just move like that, and okay. I figure it, and then I'll figure it out and practice and practice and and then get it done. Oh, and you're very rare. <laughs> so you won't like still kind of like hey, let me. Even if it's not a Google, YouTube, let me do some sort of search to try to see. Well, if I'm trying to, like, fix, like, uh, change my car or something, or then, something. I, then I'll Google search. But You'll like, Google search? You won't go yeah. to the mechanic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's something small. I don't... <laughs> something small, I'll try to figure out, save a, save a dollar or something. Okay. And where does... Okay, so you're just... Yeah. Common sense and initiative just seems very natural for you. And is that, like you said, that's just always been in you? It's not something you... Would you say you've sort of observed from maybe your mom or it might siblings be, it might, i mean i think it might be from my mom because she figures everything out i don't mm. like i don't i don't understand how she figures half the things out but she okay. gets it done so it might be that might be from her for sure okay you inherited that all right guys we'll just figure it out <laughs> <laughs> john said it no still do your google searches guys no i think when, when i say yeah. figure it out i mean like don't don't wait on people because like the mm-hmm. one thing i hate like and it's so annoying is waiting on people like mm. right now we're waiting on lawyers to do this and it's like that's one thing i can't figure out you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know all that. So yeah. like, And then now I have to wait, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm stagnant because I have to wait on other people. And, like, I hate waiting on other people because I just want to move. I just want to go, go, go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I feel like that still stems from somewhere. What is – it's not – I don't, I don't want to say – it's not impatient, but – what's another word I could use? It's just, you just seem – you just, you just want to get things – you're always in the go, go, go. Do you like where does that come from? Always being on the go, or like, do you have times where, like, obviously you have to be okay if you can't have control of something, you obviously are okay with that. But where does that go, go, go mentality come I think from? It, like, I think it, I think it was developed when we started doing the personal training. Okay. Because it's like I haven't had another, I haven't had a different job since I started it. So it's like okay. if you're not hus- if you're not hustling, trying to get clients every single day, mm-hmm. where's your money going to come from? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't work at Good Life where Good Life gives me my clients. I yeah. gotta, f- I gotta find everyone. So everyone I've trained, I've had to either contact or they've had to contact me. It's been through a referral. So it's like, you have to be on the go. You can't stop. If I stop for a week, then I could have two clients can can go away, and then what? Okay. I gotta, re- I gotta fix. I gotta, I gotta replenish those clients, or else, who's paying? Who's how's the rent getting paid? How's my phone getting paid? My cart? Like mm-hmm. who's paying for my gas? So it's like, you always gotta be like. I feel like in this business. In any business, entrepreneurship, like you have to keep going. Like if you stop, just someone else is gonna come and and take what could have been yours, right? Mm, okay, okay, I like that. And guys, I want you to also know. Um, so earlier we were doing um, the video and the portraits that we do go along with the podcast. But even just from speaking with you now and just a little bit earlier, like asking you questions here and there. You're so humble. Like you, like when you look at the grand scale of things, you have your own. Not just bit your own business, but you have your own gym. Downtown Toronto, mind you, church in Dundas. And you are you don't just work <laughs> there. You own you own it. You opened your own gym 
and at a time where I mean, like you said it, it like there's a everyone's a trainer. The, yeah. it, things can be quote unquote competitive, but you've done a lot. You've overcome cancer. You've opened your own gym. You're looking to open one in LA. So you you're you're pretty dope, and you're doing a lot. <laughs> I just want people to know that I want you I'm sure you know but I want I'm just I need to tell you how dope you are oh, I appreciate um, that. and just how humble because even just, I feel like if I just met you randomly at a coffee shop you probably might mention the gym but you might say it in such a casual way that it's like yeah yeah I you know I work at a gym or you know I have I have a gym but you wouldn't be like yeah yo, so you know like you know yeah. what I mean you wouldn't brag and I feel like the humility of everything that like and who you are I think is really what makes you so successful and what's going to bring you even further I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Even you see, like, you're like, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Like, I think, and I think that comes back just to the mentality of, like, again, and it's not just myself, like, my partner, Dwayne, he's kind of mm-hmm. the same way. Okay. And he's, he's more, weight. like, if I'm here, he's weight. like, he's above where I'm at. So it's like, mm-hmm. the way we've always, the, the way we move is just like, okay, we did this, but like, what really is it? Mm. Like, my mom still works. So like, what have I done? Okay. You know what I mean? So, so you've, oh, you're, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. Because you want to get to the point where your mom doesn't have to work. Exactly. Okay. Where so for I, you, you're just pushing, pushing, exactly. pushing. Exactly. For my sister, like, cause my sister does the arts and she does, um like, a lot of, uh like, she's acting and theater stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. I want to be at the point where I'm like, okay, here's this. You can go do that. Like, where I, where I feel like until I've done that, then I really haven't done anything. That's just how wow. my mentality is. Okay. That'll get you very far. But what do you do to take care of you? Because I feel like you said a lot of things that pertain to other people and taking care of other people and just making sure you're on top of things and figuring things out for yourself. Like, what do you do to take care of Sean and kind of like your self-care? Like, what do you do to keep your mental health right? I work out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I work out. Um, My days don't really consist of... Like, they're kind of the same usually. I get my, my peace in my drives home, okay. the two hours in traffic. Okay. That's peace? <laughs> traffic? Wasn't, I've, I've learned to make it peace. Like, at mm. first I just get frustrated. Now I'm just like, okay, it's my two hours to myself. If I could be with my thoughts or do whatever okay. I have to do. But, like, I don't know. that I don't know how to answer that question. But I feel like I, feel like I do take, like... Self-care days? Like, you're just like, it's just me. Like, I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to rest today. My body's talking to me. No, because my, my daughter and my son will be be all up on me oh, so okay i don't i don't have that piece okay <laughs> <laughs> but things i don't mind i like i like that right like okay. so and I, I didn't know you had kids yeah okay yeah so you have a boy and a girl yeah okay so would you say a lot of what you do is for not only obviously your mom and your sister like you mentioned but your kids 100 mm. percent. like i don't want them to i don't want them to have to go look for a job one day so it's almost like passing on the torch yeah. like like i want them to they be have like, the option yeah, of like, having this as well. Like, and, I, and, I, and not even this, but, like, I want them to, like, one of my favorite things that, like, I've I've heard in, like, all of, like, is my, my daughter when she's like, Daddy, you don't have to go to work today. You're the boss. You can stay home. Like, that stuff, that, that, that drives me. That, mm. those type of talks. And I want her to have that same mentality where it's like, okay, I want you to do what, whatever it is you feel like you want to do and be the boss at it. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So another thing that you have said that sparked something in me is that you, things that you've mentioned, like when I was talking about, like, how do you keep your mental health and like self-care? Mm-hmm. I've, 
the way you say things, it just seems like you always make the best out of every situation. Because, like, traffic would drive most people crazy, but you're just like, it's my time to think. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So I feel like, and even with doing, figuring things out on your own, I just feel like you're always just trying to make the best of everything and just yeah. not stress about the little things. 100%. So... Is that something where it kind of, did that kind of stem from when you went through what you went through? Or is that just a mentality you've just literally always had of just not stressing about, like, just making the best out of the... I've, I've never really been a... Sorry, I've never been someone that stresses about things. But I think, to be honest, it was when we um when we first started Body by the Chosen mm-hmm. and we start, and we um we both read The Secret and watched that movie, The Secret. It's a good movie. Then, like, honestly, honestly, like... That changed so much. Like, really? So much. Like we looked. At, I looked at things so much, so differently then. Interesting. What What in that movie kind of just what everything stood out the, for Just you. the positive. Just being staying positive. Thoughts become things, and mm. and and just just that whole the whole mentality of that you can make whatever you want happen if you believe it. And it's. It, I think it's because it's so close to religion. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you kind of take the secret out of context, it's like okay. Thoughts become things, but what are your thoughts? Your thoughts could be your prayers. The prayers become things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that just kind of put me in a in a in a different space where it's like, why can't I make this happen? Or why why what's the point of being upset? Like staying upset for so long? What's I, I honestly when I see people upset, I'm like why why are you still mad? For mm. what? Like what's it, what is it doing for you? Mm. It's not doing anything for you. So you better just figure it out and get put change your mindset because it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna slow you down. Okay. And you can't again. You can't slow down in in this life because it will pass you by. Hundred percent, I agree with that. So, how did you know that this was the right path for you? Like, when did you have that light bulb light bulb moment of that this feels right? Like, this is what I'm supposed to do in terms of the gym. Um, I think it was it was a point when um, myself and Dwayne when we had like. A, like both had a fair amount of clients okay. and we were like we need other people to train people because we have we don't have enough time to train everybody mm. and I think that's what it was like okay this can actually be kind of a business like we can hire people to train people for us mm. and then like you look at the the good life motto and all these things and you look at how how things operate and it's like okay so why can't, why can't we do this same exact thing kind of mm. thing if if the brand is strong enough to attract enough people to come to want to train and people that want to, not people that want to train, but people that want to work with us. Because, like, again, with, like, again, if you're, like, people, I get that humble thing a lot. But, again, myself, my, my partner, me and him are very, very similar. So, it's like, I don't feel like, I honestly don't feel like people work for me. I feel we work like we work together. So, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like when when your, quote-unquote, employees feel like they're part, they're part of something, it makes everything so much better and so much easier because it's not, mm. you're not working for me. You're kind of, you're working for yourself at the end of the day, but it's like, we're just kind of working, to, more working together than anything else. Like I'll sit there and I'll sit in the gym and, and record videos for all my trainers that work there and kind of give them content so they can get more clients and things like that because it helps them and helps me like we help each other. Oh, wow. That's, a, I didn't even know you did that too. That's amazing. So when you, started high because it was you and Dwayne at first of course like doing the training so when you got to the point where like you know what we are getting really busy let's hire on um other trainers so when you and Dwayne um obviously you guys were first Mm -hmm. trainers you were the first trainers at your gym when did you 
get to the point where you're like, okay, we need to hire on people because we have a lot of clients now. Um, what was that process like in now trusting other people to be under your brand? Okay, well, we had we had other trainers before we even opened the gym. So we had Body by Chosen trainers, and they're all everyone was mobile. So they would train at your condo or the park or wherever the case may be. And then when we got the gym, it was like, okay, would everyone just move to the gym? Um, trusting anybody in business is hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's your brand is kind of like your baby. So it's like you want to protect it. You want people that work for you to have the same passion that you're going to have, to train the same way. But that's never going to happen because, again, it's not as much as you want it to make it seem like it's theirs. It's not theirs. And if people, if it's not, if it's not yours, you're not going to give a hundred and ten percent into it at all times. And I'm still trying, like we still struggle with that now because it's like, I feel like people can do more, mm-hmm. but it's like, I kind of see why they, why they wouldn't do more than they're doing now because it's like, again, it's not completely their thing. But it's like, it's just trusting people. It's always, I mean, it's something you have to do, but you have to just be, just keep keep eyes on everything because again we've gone through we've gone through a lot of things where like we trusted certain people and it really didn't work out in our favor mm-hmm. okay okay so because you mentioned it being your baby right so i think definitely as business owners when you're bringing on third parties it's it's something where you have to kind of get to that mindset of you know what one, I have to let go a little bit, give them the trust, but also know they're not going to do what I would do. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Not that they can slack off and yeah, like do 100%. foolishness, but they're not going to be me. No one is going to yeah. be, is going to lo- do what I do. So um, it, I think as entrepreneurs, it's just learning how to let go and how to trust. I think trust yeah. is the biggest thing that we all struggle with. Yeah, 100%. In, especially in business. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it, you're, it's money yeah. too, right? It's Obviously, it's relationships, but money's a factor, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank one, you. Th- one thing I actually liked is when um when you actually sent me over the contract, so I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's actually serious about her, her, about her craft. Because oh. a lot of times, it's like, people go on a word of mouth and do this and do that and I'm, I mean we've again like I said it was all guys and we're not organized mm-hmm. so we kind of went off a lot of stuff with like a handshake mm-hmm. and it's like in business you can trust as much as you can as you want but you better get that on paper because <laughs> people will flip on you in, in, a, in a heartbeat so it's like every, when, I, when I got the contract I'm like okay cool she's, she's legit she's actually really serious about her craft oh thank you <laughs> appreciate that and you know what? I had to learn that too for the first almost the first year of um, well no I've been doing this for three years, but when it was a blog, I, I didn't do contract because it was just a blog. I didn't yeah, yeah. even think anything of it. Um, but when I turned into a podcast, I didn't. I still didn't know about contracts. And then the more I did my research, because I'm a huge Googler, so that's why I said it earlier, because mm-hmm. I'm crazy Google head. So um, I found out that you really should have a contract when yeah. you're doing a podcast. So I, that was just me doing my um, due diligence of that. So I just, I've just obviously been consistent with it. But yeah, it's important. Contracts are something so I think, and and also getting a, a legit, getting it legally bond bound. So yeah. like getting a lawyer to look over, it, which is what I did as well. Yeah. I didn't. Don't just make. I mean, you can bring it to court if you need to because whatever is written on paper and it's signed. Yeah. Um, but get um someone, a professional, uh, a lawyer if you can uh, to look over that contract just to make sure you're not yeah. you know miswording anything and you're 
it's pretty just straightforward. So that's what I did. So I'm assuming for you now, when it comes to contracts with your gym, that's yeah. something that you guys, the process you guys had to do as yeah, well. Yeah, and it's a process that we should have done. Like we should have Googled. I should have Googled <laughs> it before because again, like when it comes to, you're dealing with clients you're, and you're, everyone is different. So it's like, what some one person might slide with some person is not going to slide with somebody else. Mm. And when you're dealing with, with money and and people, like it's very important to get that on contract because the last thing you want to do is be giving people back, back money that you shouldn't have to give them back because mm. you don't have a contract, or certain things like that, right? So it's like that stuff is really important. So again, I'm not like when I say like I'm not a Googler. Don't don't listen to me. Don't Google because Google it because it will save yourself. It will save yourself a lot. A lot of time and money yeah, too. Hundred percent. Okay, so that was, would you say, one of your, no, I wouldn't even say, not even a failure, mistakes or lessons that you learned, contracts we need. No, 100%. And we've dealt with a lot of these, a lot of these hard, hard learned lessons. Okay. But um, again, I think it's because we were, our, our minds are always going. So kind of we stick with something for a little bit and it's like, okay, we move to the next. And we might think of the contracts. Like, I'm pretty sure we thought about, let's make sure we have the contracts certified and read by a lawyer and all that stuff but it's like okay I was thinking about that yesterday but now I'm thinking about this so we didn't get mm. things done all the time and so again like entrepreneurship is not about just having the ideas it's about getting everything everything done really writing things down writing things down is very important okay and just to help you be organized yeah exactly okay so I want to know why which I feel like you've kind of answered this but I'm just going to ask you like a straightforward answer okay. question um, why do you love what you do? Why do I love what I do? I love it because, honestly, I, I see, it's because I feel like I've impacted so many different people's lives. Like, in a certain day, I could have 10, 10 to 12 clients. And 12 to, that's 10 to 12 individual people. One person could be having a bad day, one could be having a uh Something could have happened the week before where they're still sad about it. But, like, I feel for that hour their mind is off of whatever whatever they're struggling with I'm helping them get a little more healthy which is the number one thing on this planet because health is wealth um and i just feel like it's just it's gratifying to me to know that I'm, I'm helping other people with what i do and i can enjoy it and like it's not i don't have to like i don't have to be on my my toes like and i can kind of do kind of what i want to do but in a in a professional a professional setting professional manner but it's not what someone else is, has dictated for my life. I mm. think the freedom, freedom. I've always been someone when I was like, I like to do what I like to do. Like I want to do what I want to do. I'm not, <laughs> like I'm, 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 I'm. It's so bad that like if you tell me to do something, like my mentality just tells me do the opposite. Like I just hate <laughs> when people tell me what to do. So mm. the fact very that, independent. Yeah, the fact that I can do what kind of what I want to do, but again, try to keep the discipline to make sure what I'm, what I want to do is is doing the right right thing. Okay. I think that's important. I agree. So when you're in the gym and you are focused and you're ready to work out, what are some of the things that you do that you found have kind of helped you to even maybe prep for working with a client? Maybe you need to just get your mind clear, um, maybe even get your body right because maybe you're going to be working out with the client. Um, what are some of the things that you like to do when you get in the gym? Um, I think, like most people, I like... I like music. I like listen to a lot of music when I work out. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it's R and B when I, I listen to. When I'm working out. D'Angelo, see, I knew it. No, no, not D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> not D'Angelo. 
my, I got a lot of a lot of Chris Brown on there though. Okay. A lot of Chris Brown. That's my dude. Wait, old Chris Brown or new Chris Brown? Well, or a mix. It's a lot of it's a lot of old. Okay. But that new heartbreak, that new heartbreak album, <laughs> well, it's been on repeat for almost six months now. So is that the one with like twenty four songs in it or thirty? Like forty like something. Or forty? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And like, That's a good f- and like 40 of them are fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chris Brown gets a lot, you pumping. A lot of Chris Brown. Okay. Um, just R&B. I like, I like that mellow mellow tone. Of course, there's going to be certain times where I want to play my DMX and play things like that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, when I'm, when I'm working on music I listen, like, like listen to is R&B. Oh. Just, I think just, I think that's it for, to be honest. And then just, just thought the mindset of, okay, I want to just get a little better today and get a little stronger and okay. do things that I haven't done before. And I think that's that's what helps me with the workouts. Okay. Do you have any like favorite movements that you like to do? Um, always, always pull ups, cause that's what like our found like. Body by Chosen didn't become Body by Chosen until we started doing calisthenics. And calisthenics mm-hmm. again, it's like um, a lot of people call it street workouts. Okay. So like a lot of people will see it. You'll see it a lot in New York, and you'll see it a lot in um, Russia and um, these places overseas. Okay. And one thing about Body by Chosen, we were one of the first. I'd, I'd like to say we were the first kind of group in Canada to do that. Okay. And then it was the summer of 2010, 2011, we actually went to New York and we um, built relationships with all the bar groups down there. Okay. And that's what kind of, when we started doing videos with them, because you know how Toronto is and Canada is, you have to kind of go somewhere else first, come back, and then people take notice. Listen, so. that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Listen, you're about to spark a heavy conversation. <laughs> like, okay, just keep going because I'm, yeah. I'm about to go there. So we, um, so we went and we did that, and then when we did that, we made like a DVD. So it was like an actual day in the life DVD where we um we worked out with a bunch of different bar groups. Then we had um we actually did a we went with one of the bar groups to a community center where we had actually talked about my story that time. And that was actually the first time I talked about my story. Okay. And I didn't want to talk about it, and no one told me I was talking about it until I got there. That's what I was talking about when I just have to figure it out. Yes. Oh. Let me tell you, like I walked in, like oh. My partner Dwayne is like, oh, they're gonna, you're gonna talk about um <laughs> story to him. I'm like, yo, what? And then they're like, okay, um, yeah. Like ten minutes later, we have someone from Toronto who's gonna talk to you about your story. I had no, I, I never prepped. I had no idea what I was gonna talk about. This wasn't the CTV. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, okay. This but... was again. This was like 2010. Oh, okay, okay. 2011, and it was like, okay. I guess I gotta figure it out, and I just went on and just talked. I didn't know what I said, <laughs> but, I just, <laughs> but I just talked. Okay, I mean, you just shared your truth. Yeah. I mean, and I think it might be a little bit nerve wracking, but when it's about you, I mean, no one's going to tell your story better than you. Yeah, 100%. So that's, wow. Okay. Thank you. So you kind of, like I said, brought up a little topic about Toronto and mm-hmm. leaving and coming back, and everyone's like, oh my God, can we autograph? Yeah, 100%. You're not that exact. I'm being no, no, extra. No, but... you're, not, you're not being extra. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what is it with that like because i've had this conversation with so many people when you 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 may not be i guess from the city city but still you you work in the city you're doing amazing thing you're doing dope things just in terms of giving back to the community your you know quality of work that you offer is i mean it's up there it's amazing but people still don't really give you the props or even recognition that I think a lot of people deserve. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you leave Toronto and you like go to LA or New York or anywhere, Atlanta, yeah. wherever you want to go in the States, and they see you on a one-two Instagram story, or maybe it wasn't Instagram back then, but just they hear something, you yeah. come back, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so sick. But it's yeah. like, 
I didn't. I my sickness time. didn't change. <laughs> <laughs> I was still. I'm still. I was always sick. Yeah. But now you're just noticing me because maybe an American's noticing me. Yeah. What is that? And like, I'm sure you've experienced that. So yeah. what was that like for you? Um, the thing is, we we kind of figured that we like we kind of knew that like from the from the jump. So when we went there, that was kind of our intentions that when we come back, it's going to be a little different. Okay. I think the and the thing that I've noticed like after like I, if you'd asked me this question five or six years ago. I would mm-hmm. I would be kind of a I would have more of like a an anger towards Toronto when thinking Toronto's this, but it's not it's not just Toronto, it's everywhere else. Everywhere else does the same exact things we do. So if you go to New York, a lot of, there's a there's a, think about how many people are in New York, how many people are talented in New York. They have they have to go somewhere else too, <laughs> and then they come back to New York and then they figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's I think other than and then maybe just L A. Maybe that's the only place where you can kind of just. Make it stay or... <laughs> stay there, and then yeah. people kind of notice you. But even then, there's so much, so many people trying to do the same thing. It's like it's hard to get noticed. I feel like I feel like no matter where you're from, what you're whatever you're doing, you have to you have to branch off and and then come back. Mm. Unfortunately, even when I was talking about um, because um actually before LA, we're trying to open a gym in Pickering, so hopefully that gets in the works. But again, that's where we started. So all of our clients were in Pickering at first. Like we used to train at a couple of gyms out of there. Like we used to train at a Good Life. And all things like that, not for good life, but out of good life. Okay. So, um, we had um, I always told people like if we would if our first gym would have been in Pickering, I don't think it would have I don't think it would have worked. Okay. I think even coming downtown and the wow factor of being oh you're downtown yeah you're a church in Dundas downtown steps from Dundas Square I think that again the the wow factor of that I think that helped towards it. Now when we go back to Pickering, it's gonna be like okay you guys are finally down here. I think. No matter like even as like as small scale as that is from Pickering to downtown, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like that makes a big difference as well. So it's like, at one time I was like, okay, Toronto's annoying, Toronto's whack, and blah blah blah, like mm-hmm. everything from music because everybody, you know, everybody used to rap back in the day. Like I used to, of course. <laughs> so it was like, no one's gonna take notice of you until you until you leave and come back. But I think that's just a harsh reality, unfortunately. I mean, it happened to Drake. Right. I mean, he, exactly. was, he then, was here for a while. People were, and, you know. And no one cared until he did a song with, with Trey. Trey songs, yeah. When he did a song with Trey, everyone's like, oh, okay, okay Drake. Was... So... All the girls want to be in the videos now because Trey's in it. And it's like, okay. Now... But, like, again, he, he figured it out. He figured he out did. the model. Like, a lot of people were just trying to figure, oh, Toronto needs its own sound. Toronto needs its own sound. No. We just need to make good music and just separate it and just show that people, people have to want to listen to it. Everyone, every, there's a lot of people talented. There's a lot of people that aren't talented, but it's that extra push and going the extra mm-hmm. mile that helps people get to where they need to go. Like I, even I was saying, like even when we started to not to prolong, but when we did the personal training, there was a lot. Of, there was for the first three or four years. I'm tell, not even still to this day. There's a lot of personal trainers that hate on us, like hate on us so so badly. Why? Because we didn't have. Because we didn't go to university and get the same degrees they had, or do this mm. and do that, so it's like people are no matter what, people are always gonna be envious. But it's like you can you can do whatever you want, but again, nothing nothing beats consistency and hard work. So I don't mm. care what school you went to, like what degree you have, you're not gonna outwork us, and you're not your brand's not gonna be seen more than ours. Like we make sure we're everywhere at all times. Very much so. You're very yeah, you're out there still. Can I look at your social? You have more than one Instagram. You have like three. Well, we have um. Well, I have my own. You yeah. Um and and then again, most trainers that work at Body by Chosen they have like a chosen tag in their name. Yeah. And then we have the our homepage and um. Different like off brands that we kind of 
monitor as well. So we try to stay as active as active as possible and, and relevant, of course, yeah, in every every aspect of fitness as possible. So how do you keep up with the social media aspect of it? Because that's sort of. And I want, I still want to say it's still kind of new mm-hmm. in the past few years, like 2015 or even 20, let's say 10 to 2012. Yeah. It wasn't what it is right now, Instagram, 100%. or I don't know when Instagram opened up, but it wasn't what it is now, especially with training, like you said. Yeah. So how do you guys stay relevant in terms of social media and your Instagram? And there's Twitter and there's Facebook. There's just a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so how do you guys stay relevant? Well, we have, again, we have a team that works with us. So we have a bunch of um, photographers and and things like that that work with us. Mm-hmm. We have, and again, our trainers that we do that do work with us. They're very like I'm, I applaud them all the time because they're always putting content content out as well. Mm-hmm. And then we share each other's content, so it's like mm. it's like we we win together. So it's like it's, there's no point if I have a specialty class why you guys wouldn't why my partner at the gym wouldn't wouldn't post it as well because someone that doesn't see it on your page might see it on my page, and then we kind of just. It's not like we we don't have the power to go viral, but it's like we, with the network that we have, we can keep pushing it out to, so it's always kind of being seen. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. No, no, that makes sense. Have you had any um, celebrity clientele um, in the city? Possibly. Oh, you can't say. Can't speak on that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's confidential. Yeah. Okay, I see you, Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I respect that. It's okay. <laughs> Contracts, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, what does being a creative entrepreneur mean to you? This is something I like to ask. I ask literally every mm-hmm. guest that comes on. It's a pretty standard question. Um, but as everyone knows and everyone that listens, they know I love asking this question, just getting everyone's um, unique answer. Mm-hmm. So it definitely, there's no right like say specific definition in my mind i mean of course i know there is but i just like hearing what people have to say so what is that to you a creative entrepreneur okay well if i'm talking thinking about like creative entrepreneur i think so i think that would basically mean someone that is kind of doing what they want to do and they're creating like there's no there's not a blueprint already set out for them so they're kind of creating it as they go. And mm. I think that goes back to when I say you kind of you got to figure it out. And I think that's what keeps every day, keeps kind of pushing me towards to keep, do, to keep doing more because I, I can't get bored. Mm-hmm. And the thing with social media and how everything is now, there's so much, so much happens where it's like, again, if you, if you take your foot off the pedal, it's like you're going to be, you're going to be a couple of steps, a couple of lanes behind a little, a couple of lights behind. So it's like, again, creative entrepreneurship is just, it's just constantly just it's it's knowing what it's knowing your craft, knowing what your craft is, mm-hmm. but always trying to evolve it. So always creating something new, always stepping out of whatever comfort zone you might be, you might be in. If you're quiet, it's okay. Sometimes you might have to have a, you might have to talk. If you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not used to filming, sometimes okay, you got to figure out how to film. If you're, if you don't know how to train a certain individual, if you're not, that's not the best. Then you got to figure that out. If you wanna, like. I never, I never knew how to how to box, but like when we first started, it was like that's all we could do was box boxing training. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, give me the pads, let me try to figure. I'll figure it out. I'll learn how to do it. Like I didn't go to a special class to learn it. After I got my certificates, obviously, mm-hmm. but at first it was just like okay, just kind of figure it out. Just learn how to do it. So I think it's just always just evolving in in whatever you're doing and just keep keep going forward. 
instead of just being and not being stagnant. Mm. What legacy do you want to leave behind? Legacy. Yeah, legacy. It's a big word. Um, if anything, I would just like to leave behind that um that I actually cared, and I didn't do things just for my own for my own um not my own success, but my own like gratification. It was more. It was more I did more things for other people than for myself. Like I never put. I don't want people. I would love for people to know that I. I did a lot knowing that I did a lot for other people and wanting and wanting to do things for other people instead of just thinking, okay, I want this. I want that. I want that. I want this for me. And I want this for this person. I want this for that person as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's the legacy I would want to, I would want to leave by just just someone that, that cared and wasn't, and wasn't like a, wasn't a jerk. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, you don't want to be a jerk. No one is a jerk, right? Um, thank you for sharing that. I like asking that question because, um, again, it's a very unique answer for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that's important that we should all think about once in our lives at least. But, like, what difference or what impact do you want to leave when, you, when you're when you gone? Like, what do you want people to say about yeah. you or even remember what you did when you're gone? So that's great. Thank you. What would you say is your why? My why? I think my why. I think, and I think... The thing about that question about the why, I think it, I think it's always changing. I don't think, I don't think someone's why should always be your why. I think my why started with, with personal training. It started with okay, I just want to, I want to work for myself. Mm-hmm. Then it was, okay, I don't want to, I want people to work for me. Then it was okay, I want to retire my mom. Then it's okay, I have my daughter now, so now my daughter's my why. I have my son now, my son's my why. So I think, I think your why should always change. I don't think it should be the same. And I think, and then collectively you have. 20 whys, and it's like, okay, this is what's going to keep me pushing instead of just one or two things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I, 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 again, I like asking that question. Simon Sinek is where I heard that. I don't know if you know of him, but he's super dope person, and he has a book called What's... I think it's What's Your Why or mm-hmm. Knowing Your Why, but I first heard about him on another podcast called Impact Theory, but just this whole analogy of the importance of knowing your why. Yeah. And, like, I like that you mentioned um, how it's always changing, and I think that says a lot about you and your personality and just how you always are growing and evolving. Because I think, it, of course, it's good to have a why, but I think it, that actually, I've never heard that. And I think that actually is a good point to have your why change every once in a while because that just show growth yeah. in who you are as a person. Because yeah. if it's the same all the time, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but it just, to me, it just kind of shows your growth. Yeah. And I'm, a, not, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying your why should actually change, but I'm just saying there should be more whys. Oh, more whys added yeah. on. Should, like, oh, okay, like, sorry. So if I started with my, my why is because I want to work for myself, that's still my why. Okay. Well, my why is also I want to retire my mom. My why is also oh, I want my, bad. Okay. I want my daughter to be a boss. My why is also I want my son to be a boss. Like, it's always like there's just adding things onto my why. So I think that's what keeps people pushing and keep people going instead okay. of, okay, my why is this. Okay, now I'm not, I, my motivation kind of dies down a little bit. Okay, so it's still evolving, but it's yeah. it's just different. You're just I, adding I onto I your just, why. Yeah, I think you just add, add more, adding okay. more whys. Okay, so that was my mistake. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we're almost done. Honestly, I could talk to you all day. Like, you're such a dope... <laughs> no, you're a dope person. Oh, you you're really, really cool to talk to. What advice would you give to someone 
that's either a fellow entrepreneur or aspiring. Say they're just thinking about it. They're not sure if they want to, say, quit their job or even have it maybe as a side hustle. But just someone that's have it has that mindset of, like, I think I want to do this. Yeah. What advice would you give someone? I've had friends. And, again, the friends, like, when I started doing this, they were like, okay, I think I'm, like they wanted to go to school. They wanted to do this. They wanted to do that mm-hmm. because it was the, the thing you were supposed to do. Okay. And I always told people, like, listen, <laughs> do what you want to do mm-hmm. because – that's the only thing that's going to make you happy. And I think when people people do ask me certain things, like if they sh- if they if I feel they should do this or I feel they should do that, I'm like I honestly just ask them, do you want to do that? And then and then I ask them, okay, so why so why aren't you doing it? And then they don't have an answer because it's like if you really want to do something, why why aren't you doing it? What's stopping you? Like I get it. Some people you have um everyone has bills, everyone has this they have to pay for, they have that they have to pay for, but okay. <laughs> you can keep your job or whatever you're doing and figure it out, but you still want to move towards what you what you want to do. Why do you like? For me, I don't want to be miserable working for somebody and they don't even appreciate what I'm doing for them, and mm-hmm. or I don't even know who I'm working for or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I felt like again, one of my friends um is a really really good actor, really good, and I've been telling him this for years. One day we did a fashion uh not a fashion show, it was a talent show thing, and um, we both got chosen to do uh to try a skit. And when I did it, it was whack. Like, it was so whack. I'm like, I, this acting is not for me. I'm like, I might do like an extra, me an extra in the background or something. But like that, smiling yeah, and laughing. Some in the background, but that was not for me. But then he went, and it's just his movements and his mannerisms. I'm like, yo, bro, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, stop this. <laughs> like, stop whatever you're doing, and this is what you're supposed to be doing. And he didn't listen. He went back to school and did this. And I'm not saying school's a bad thing. Obviously not. But he finished, he finished his degree. And now he's like, yo, I'm not doing that no more. I'm going to acting. So now he's wow. going to acting full time. So it's like, bro, I told you to do this from how long ago. <laughs> but people have to learn <laughs> Exactly, for exactly. So the only thing I would say is that you, 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 tell, you can always just plant seeds. Plant seeds. And people will eventually they'll be like, you know what, maybe I, maybe I should do this. And I'm always, I'll always support anybody that says they want to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll always have my 100%, 100% support. And if they need to talk, I'll talk to them and just keep it going. Thank you. Just a bunch of knowledge over there. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. Definitely an honor. Huge, huge honor. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to sit with me and share your story because it's a very personal thing to do. So I always appreciate everyone that does it. One last question that I kind of like to, it's like I just said ending. Okay. I ask, it's like a standard question. Again, I ask everybody. So what is the one thing you cannot leave the house without minus your cell phone? Minus my cell phone? Yeah. Because that's too easy. <laughs> my do-rag. You're d- you know what? He's wearing a do-rag right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do-rag or a hat. I so I believe ha- you. <laughs> do-rag or a hat. Always something on my head. Always. And you know what? Stocking cap or something. And you know what? Do-rags are making a comeback. Heavy. Do- listen, listen. Like, let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> I want everyone to listen to this. Do-rags never left. <laughs> they never, ever left. All right? Don't let these young boys fool you. And all. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do-rags are a must. You see these young boys now with their wild heads and they don't even comb their hair out? No, no, no. Do-rags never left. Waves are always always going to be in. Don't don't let the media fool you, all right? You heard it from uh, Sean himself, guys. <laughs> Body by Chosen. <laughs> Thank you again. Please let us know where we can find you and your business on social media. So you can find me personally at um, XP underscore Chosen. And that's my uh, Instagram. Facebook is my first and last name, Sean Mango. Um, you could check the business page out at Body by Chosen. 
on on every platform. So that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, our gym is located at 195 Church Street. Major intersection is Church and Dundas. Come through for a complimentary session. First one's on us. We got you. Yeah, just hit us up. Just Google Body by Chosen. You'll find us. We'll come find you. We'll get it in. Don't worry. We got it. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Sean. And again, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Don't forget to share, rate, like, and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, CastBox, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in.